Welcome to the show, everybody. My name is Chris. I'm here with Alex Navarro and Peter Marchiafava. And you're up against the hard cap. Hello and welcome back, friends, to the hard cap. My name's Peter and joining me are Chris and Alex. Gentlemen, how are you this evening? Oh, you know, I'm doing better than Chris Rock's face. That that's probably one thing I'm doing better than. Um, no, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Chris, how you doing? You're already gonna go there, huh? Well, You're I, already you, going. Listen, to Chris we Rock's have face. to. It's it's everyone's talking about it. We have to talk about it, and that was us talking about. It. Now we can move you know on, what, dude. You should probably just slap Rock. Get out of here and slap Rock. Okay. Ooh. Listen, hey, was... I got a question for you guys. Have you guys read any good books lately? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Have you? Yeah. Chris? Me too. I read a good one. I was I was reading one the other day. It's actually about the history of glue. It's really good. I could not put it down, and it really stuck with me. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know. So so have you heard oh. that, that Giannis Wait, were we not supposed to laugh at that point? No. no, no. <laughs> so Giannis Antetokounmpo, he walks after a game. He walks to the press conference and carrying a book of dad jokes, <laughs> and that's Stop gonna be it. his thing. From now on, I'm not kidding you. He will not answer a question until he says it. Th- I think he's officially our favorite player of all time. Yeah, I think he's yeah, he MJ with that. That's it. No, but yeah, he's what? doing this. Did you just say that out I'm of kidding. your mouth? I'm kidding, of course. That's yeah. although Alex, I think he should be the official active player of the hard cap. Can oh, we, can yeah, we say that. Yeah, Chris, are you down with that? I'm I mean, in 100%. Is, is he the only now, one we've done a, done a complete segment on? <laughs> yeah. I think he may have been because that dude's story is amazing. It, it was but we, amazing. We should, besides Dr. J, I mean, besides in your course, story time, you Dr. J. Regaling yeah. us last week with your 900 hour story that was very interesting, but which, which man, Peter Alex. chopped up to 17 minutes. I mean, how the heck? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I talked for three hours, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> it was a you know once you story. get rid of the once you get rid of the ums it took it down to about 30 minutes and then uh <laughs> no listen we have to talk about every time we went to the bathroom and what you know details pete it's all in the details so. yeah good thing we weren't doing a live show right hey can we get Giannis on the show yeah could we? yeah I don't let's do that problem. yeah i think yeah, he would have a lot of fun on our show with us actually Chris, if you ever decide to download the uh, the 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 group Instagram, be f- feel free to go ahead and reach out to him first. All right, because I, I know you're not helping out with it or anything like that. So just feel free to. Uh... Oh, Alex, you're laughing. That's funny that you're laughing. I like that. Hey. <laughs> I'm just I'm just happy I'm not in the fight. I'm usually the one part in the fight, so I'm, it's good being seen it from afar. <laughs> Oh, mercy. Yeah, if you guys are following us on Twitter or Instagram at the Hard Cap Cash, you'll notice that there have been a uh, a little resurgence of activity going on, and uh, we hope to keep that up. And uh, speaking of which, Alex, your trivia question of the week last week, what do we have? Trivia question of the week, which was on Twitter, Peter. It was, and it guess was who did Twitter. not answer it? <laughs> this guy. That guy, or the other guy with two thumbs and a black talk shirt. But uh, yeah, the question we were talking about, you know, the 76ers, Dr. J mm-hmm. uh, and how they uh, they won in 1983 and they went 12 and one, one of the best uh, records going to the NBA finals and winning it there. So my question was, uh, who were the other teams? And I think I mentioned that they were probably two teams, but who were the other uh, two teams that lost only one game or less mm-hmm. going to the NBA finals and winning the whole thing? And you guys, you guys want to guess? 
who they are before I, I say them? Well, Chris, if I if I can, I, I know that the Lakers did a very good job. I believe it was the year 2000, the 2000-2001 the season. In the year 2000. Yep. Mm-hmm. In the year right. 2000. What do you got, Chris? I'm going to go with the Celtics of the 70s. Of the 70s. I, so I just don't know. Dave, Dave Collins know and John Havlicek. That's the only name I could Dave. think of. <laughs> I thought Havlicek retired played. like in the 60s, didn't was it the, he? No, I'm sorry. It was I the 60s. It was the, 70s. the 60s. 60s. Oh, okay. So yeah, Russell Celtics fight. of the 60s. My bad. Yeah, no. Um, I think I think they were back. back but I don't they, know which year they went straight to the finals. I don't think they played a playoffs. I think they just oh, went straight to the okay. finals. Yeah, it was. It was my bad. I don't know, dude. Yeah, but uh, horrible guess as always. <laughs> Great guess by Peter. Uh, that was correct. The the O one uh Lakers won on the way to the championship. Won 15, and lost one, and the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Of 2017 went 16 and one, and that was that was one one of the KD teams. I mean, they just that's you know, right. Rushed the Durant years, yeah. Oh, that was... Man, those teams are so fun to watch. I just I I I hated all the people who like crapped on those teams because that that like those Warriors teams with Durant, Curry, Thompson, like they were just so strong. I I had so much fun watching them. People hate excellence. I'm beginning to realize that. They do. They get like offended by it, and they they spend so much time disliking the other teams that are full of excellent players. It's sad. It is. It's kind you of have sad. to be it's able like... to to step back and appreciate what you're watching. Like it, it, we've had, we've been really lucky. I know there's there's people of all generations that have had great athletes that they've been able to watch, but I think we're kind of in a sweet spot where we've we've been treated to Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Joe Montana, uh, Tom Brady. Like the list goes on and on. Yeah. Sure, we missed out on the Bill Russells and Will Chamberlains, but Jim whoa, Thorpe. look what we did get. We get shut up. We got to watch Dude, Jim uh, Thorpe was a terrific athlete. Why you told me to shut up? <laughs> <laughs> I mentioned Jim Thorpe. Listen to wow. me right now. Listen to me right now, Alex. Right. Okay. What do you hear? You hear, do you hear the word? Do you he was, hear what he was I a say. Native American? Shut your do damn mouth. Native Americans? Is that what's going on? No. Ooh. What I'm telling you, no. How dare you go there? I am Native American. I'm just, I know. <laughs> That's why I brought that up. You hate I'm yourself, sitting here apparently. talking about, I'm, we sitting here talking about practice. No, I'm talking about like Larry Bird's and, and like Dude, Joe Montana's and, and in 1950, listen, if you did the top 50, it'd probably be Babe Ruth one, Jim Thorpe second. He's, he's that okay. look, look into him. He's that great of an athlete. Peter hitting me with the dogs. He's hitting me with the dogs. <laughs> hey, the dogs were on you. That was Alex, not me. All right. I'm just uh Alex hit me with the dogs. I'm just a bystander here. Fine. You win this round, Alex. <laughs> I wouldn't so Alex, you don't who know was who that he is. <laughs> I think <laughs> I know so who like, Jim Thorpe I can't is. Come back with anything. Look, <laughs> I know who he is. I'm just saying, like, you don't necessarily the names I'm naming, you don't always think of Jim Thorpe. Okay. Well, I was just should. trying to say, like. You should. From, I'm but, trying to name off the ones that we got to see anyway, okay? Yeah, and that's that's you. my point. We've we, been we are in a very in our... good sweet spot. Yes. Yeah. And it, and it, it you know, obviously we got lucky with with Jordan. There was, you know, I talked to a lot of Jordan haters and it always shocks me. I was like, he was one of the most beloved in the league, but no, there was a lot of people who hated him. Yeah, no, I don't think he was beloved. He was beloved by us because we lived in Illinois. No, he was and everybody he was else more... was like, I hate this guy. He, he was, was loved more famous... around the world. Yeah, he was more famous than I think. I think he topped Jesus and Santa Claus. 
but not the Beatles. He was never bigger than the Beatles. No, so the you're Beatles. telling me that Michael Jordan goes down chimneys and drops off presents. I mean, he could. He's got that kind of uh, the vertical, you know. I'm sure he could make it up there. Yeah, I guess. Right? Would he? Would he need a sled? No, he just needs uh, Scotty. Scotty, carry me. No, we're, we're not. Get Shaquille O'Neal in there. Nope, we're not going to do this, Chris. Hey, listen to me, Scotty. You need to shut up. <laughs> what you guys don't know because you just hear this is that Chris also does the closed eyes thing with Shaq too. It's perfectly fantastic. <laughs> shut up. Listen to me, Scotty Pippen. Don't know what you're doing. Okay. You know, Alex, isn't that kind of just the lower register Arnold? Go to jail. Yeah, channel. it is actually. <laughs> Listen to me. This is not what we're doing here. This is Arnold. There is not Arnold does not sound like this is no there is no confusing oh, Lord. No Shaquille O'Neal or the O'Neals or Scotty Pippen. Shut up. I kill you. You sound like a moron. All right, moving on. Do we have any corrections for this week? I think we were solid. Yeah, perfect, right? All right, guys, since we don't have any corrections, we already discussed Alex's trivia questions. Is there anything else you guys want to bring up before we get started on our, our baseball-centric episode here? Hmm. Go Bulls. I did have a question. So, yes, sir. So, Peter, you, you're really good of tempering your expectations for the Bulls. You're like, you know, even after everything, you're like, they'll probably end up in sixth place, sixth seed. Yeah, five, six. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. But then two weeks ago, I recall, when we did the, the over-under, and I said, hey – are the Bulls going to win more than 3.5 games? You still believe that they're going to win more than, than three, which is basically the series. So how, do, how does right. that connect? How does that connect? Not very well, Alex. Not very well <laughs> at all, my friend. No, honestly, I think that it really depends on who they match up with. Now that Boston is without their starting center, I think that if the Bulls end up getting matched up with them in the 4-5 series, that would be... It would still be an extremely difficult series, but I think that would be a winnable series for them. In addition to that, they've got guys who can hit shots when it counts. They've this isn't well, you know, we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago. This isn't a uh, a Derrick Rose situation where he's just going to go up against someone who's too big for him. Demar Derozan can hit a shot over anybody. He can get his shot whenever he wants. So if that shot starts sinking, he's going to do just fine. Now the opposite problem here is that most of the other guys, I'm sorry, most of the other teams have big men that we cannot stop. So that's going to be the worst part of it. So if we end up getting settled with, you know, Philly, for instance, yeah, we're in trouble. I don't think we've got a chance. Yeah, Philly, yeah I like Vooch, but he can't stop. He can't stop these dominant big men. No, it no. sucks, dude. We, and we don't and really Pat Will can't any. be asked to do that either. You know, no. like he's, he's, he's guarding fours. He can't be guarding fives like that. Right. We don't really have anybody that can help us. I, I was in, under the impression that we could go deep in the playoffs earlier in the season, but it, it's starting to look now like, Peter was right. The moves that were made at the trade deadline are going to are going to bite us. And because there there was nothing done to help the team defensively. <clears throat> and now I mean 2 weeks later from the last time we talked about Lonzo Ball, now it turns out he's probably not coming back. So that this team is yeah. is, you know, good luck. I hope they do well, but they're not going to win a title this year and they're they're probably not going to make much past the first round. The way they're currently constituted, I don't think they're going to be getting better in future years with the same roster. I think you have a couple players who are either near or very much at their peak right now, and it'll just be going either same or downhill from there. Yeah, I mean, Pat Will is basically the the question mark. If he can uh, rise to the level of an all-star, then yes, we, we can progress. But yeah, DeMar is is where he's at. He's not going to get, he's not going to improve. We'll probably decline. Uh, Zach is where he's at. You know, he'll probably be at this consistent level for the next Three years. Hopefully, mm -hmm. he'll pick up a little bit more on defense. But uh, yeah, and Booch is thirty-one. He's only going to get worse as well. So 
yeah, it's going to be tough. And and you're right. I, I don't think, you know, the 76ers, we have a chance against them. Uh, Bucks, we don't have a chance against them. But yeah, I think Boston, possibly, they're playing great. They have like the best record after the All-Star break. I know they lost their starting center, but they do have, what was that center that we had on the Bulls uh, last year? We, we Tice? Yeah, about Daniel Tice? Yeah. Daniel Tice. Yeah, he's he's uh, he's back on Boston. So, you know, he can fill in that center role and spread the floor. But uh, I think them and, and Miami, we would have a better chance. Not to say I think they're going to beat them, but we would have a better chance against those two teams. Tice would be good to have on the team right now. I would yeah. love to have him back in the bowl. Oh, Chris. Just any any sort of like solid big man presence on that on that roster would be amazing right now. We could have gotten He's, in with Andre Drummond, maybe. Like there are there right. so many options out there. It's it's upsetting. Defensively, that's what they needed. And they could Drummond was not that outrageous to get a hold of. Mm-mm. So it could have happened. Tice, yeah. I mean, they couldn't when they when he his contract was up with the Bulls last year, they couldn't re-sign him. And I get that. But it stinks because he's not that big of a dude, but he's a disruptor. Yeah. And that's what and they a really need good right one. Now. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. is going to be so, really exciting though, for either the first or second seed to have to face the nets in the first round of the playoffs. That's... Yes. Honestly, I'm like, regardless of what the bulls do, I'm very much looking forward to the playoffs this year. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a not the Lakers fight. will hopefully be out of it. So it's going to be fun all around. <laughs> I think, they are. I think they're done. Yeah. Yeah. Although uh, Anthony Davis will be coming back, what, in the next couple games? Is that right? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's seven games left, so I don't think it's going to be that much of a difference. I know, I know uh, LeBron has to play at least three more games before he can officially win the scoring title or play enough oh, games. Oh, that's right, to, to qualify for it. Yeah. Yeah, he has to play at least 58 games. He's at 55 right now. So I'm sure he'll play those three LeBron's, games and then he'll, he'll he's call all it. about his stats. Yeah. Yep. I'm sure then he'll call it a season and. You know, wait till next year. Meanwhile, Alex says, Michael Jordan was on the sidelines with ice on his knees every game playing. Blah, blah, blah. Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan. Wow. Dude, his, his impersonations are uncanny. <laughs> I thought that was me yeah, for a second. Really it was... <laughs> that was like Schwarzenegger, but a higher level. You yeah. know, it was. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to go ahead and take a break right now. When we come back, it's time for some Major League Baseball predictions. So stick around. Guys, it is that time of year. We just had a uh, spring draft. And one of the major things on that spring draft is that Major League Baseball starting back up again. Oh, yeah. Right now it's, right now it's snowing in Chicago, but in my head, it's 74 degrees and sunny because we are talking baseball. The ivy is nice and brown. Oh, man. Let's get it going. <laughs> That's right. Guaranteed rate field. They've officially kicked out Goose Island and replaced them with Miller products. Yeah, what's it's, that all uh, about? Yeah, you know, it happens. They still the the craft uh, the craft cave will still be there. We'll still be selling Modelo. I have got all my favorites I need. But I am excited about this year. I know you guys are. So we're going to talk about what we think is going to happen this major league season. Now, one thing to preface this with is baseball is a very it's a very specific sport. By that I mean that most people tend to love their team and maybe pay attention to the vision or the league, but not really the whole of baseball. And unfortunately, all three of us kind of fall into that hole there. Chris and I being the White Sox fans, Alex being, what is it, Cubs this year? Yeah, Cubs. Cubs. Ah, Every year. (laughs) Yeah, every year since since like 1998. 
Yes. <laughs> Since 1990. <laughs> Listen, they, they brought me in. Yeah. They brought me in. All right. They and, did. You know, I, that's what you want as, as a baseball fan to have other people come and follow and keep your sport alive. So they brought me in. I'm that's here. True. But, but here's the Let's thing. Like, you, yeah. we say night since 1998 and we, we tease you because to us, like, that's not that long ago. But realistically, no, it's long. Speaking, yeah. That was a long time ago. That's 24, that was 24 years, ago. years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Two decades. So Alex has yeah. been a Cub fan for 24 years. So that's I guess admirable. I need to. I guess I need to lose that gimmick, don't I? Yeah, probably. Nah, but nah, I was, I was, I was a little, I was older. <laughs> I was older than than most people are when they begin to follow the sport. So I, th- I think that's that's really what you joke. Kind of implies, you know, I, I got. Yeah. I'm just more upset that you didn't want to become a Sox fan like your two buddies here. That's really what hurts. I, you know, like I said, the Sosa and Mark McGuire just brought me in and brought me into that excitement. So that's that's what I went with. Uh, well, speaking of excitement. Let's start with this one. Which player on your favorite team? And Alex, I'll start with you here. Which player on your favorite team are you most excited about? You know, I think I think you guys are going to be surprised by this one. All right. There's there's a few players I thought of. Uh, one of them, uh, Frank Schwindel. He had a great end of the year last year. Great two months. Oh, yeah. He only played about 64 games, had 14 home runs, hit, hit over 300. So I'm, I'm excited to see what he's going to do next year. But that wasn't my guy. You know, of course, we got the uh, J- Japan guy pickups, uh, Suzuki. So hopefully he hits like uh, 30 home runs. What's his name? <laughs> no, you, you said the name right. It's just he's the Japan guy. <laughs> not the Japanese guy. He's from Japan. He's, he's not the extremely we, talented baseball player from Japan. He's we the love Japan. our friends from Japan. Yes, we love our friends. We've from gotten J- some great baseball players from Japan. Some, yeah. in chicago like honestly yeah. like, it's Legit. been really fun we didn't get ichiro which okay bummer um but we've had some good ones and and specifically i'm gonna call out shingo takatsu with the oh. frisbee ball he threw like that slow 54 mile an hour pitch. you know he didn't last very long but he was no. so much fun when he was there Man. yes once 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 the guy batters figured out how to hit that game over but ooh, that was mm-hmm. fun for a bit sorry alex i didn't mean to <laughs> no but i was gonna say Alex Seiya Suzuki is he really is one of the best pickups of this year for a major league baseball team because that dude has power. He has speed, power. Like really he's good. got it all. Yeah. yeah. Is is he is he a five tool player? Does he play great defense? Or I know I know he's his bat is great and he's he hits a lot of home runs. I think he's kind of expected to hit between 30 and 35 this year as soon as he adjusts. Exactly. And he's definitely more of a he's he's definitely more of a hitter than he is a fielder, but I, I think he'll be fine no matter okay. what. You know, he's He's going to do okay. And the Cubs definitely made a great choice with him. That was a good pickup. Do you guys remember, by the way, when somebody would say he's he's going to hit 30 to 35 home runs? You're like, no, nah, okay. That guy's okay. He's right. decent. He's basic. You know, whatever. He's basic. That's not, I mean, it's not 65. Yeah, that's what happens that's when you grow up in the steroid steroids. area. <laughs> yeah. That's really what it is. Those steroids. But my oh, player that I'm most excited for is Nick Madrigal. Oh, that's not him. You're a jerk. I'm not being a jerk. I cleaned, up, I cleaned my I'm, mouth that was so before I said that. I'm not being a jerk. You, I'm really excited about this guy. Great batting average. Mm-hmm. He has great batting. He's just he's just an old school type of guy, and I'm really looking forward to seeing that. He has good batting average. I mean, over 324 plate appearances. He's only struck out 24 times. That's that's amazing. That is yeah. amazing. Yeah, he's a contact so, hitter. Yeah, he's a slap yeah. hitter. He's yeah. a slapper. And, and honestly, I'm not. I'm not trying to. You guys are far better than we are. <laughs> Hate you. Yes, I'm excited to see him. I mean, he was. He was basically 
of the players that we traded away during um you know last year during the trade deadline i mean that's that's the big pickup that we had we didn't get to see him play so i'm i'm, I'm excited to see yeah. what we have with him so yeah no, and that's a great call. You know, Nick Madrigal is one of those guys, when he played with the White Sox, he, was, he almost pretty much came up as a draftee. Like, he didn't get, get much time in the minors. So he was a very raw talent, and he still did really well as a raw talent. So yep. I, I'm excited to see what he does in a Cubs uniform. I think he's going to be, you know, to, to bring back an older player, like a Craig Biggio type, you know? Like, he'll yep. always be on base for you. You know, hopefully his defense will he'll ratchet up so that way he supplies great defense for you guys every year. Um, but yeah, no, you guys, you guys got a good one with magical. That's for sure. Yeah. Do you guys see him? I know he doesn't steal a lot of bases, but you guys see him as a, as a decent, I don't know if that they can put him in this spot, but as a leadoff hitter. Potentially he's going to get on base, but I think, you know, with, with a guy who hits for, for a higher average and, and gets on base, you're probably going to put him, you know, at number two. Yeah, one or two. I, I think those are both good spots for the guy because he's, like you said, he's just an on-base guy. He will get on base for you. So good good call. Very good call. Chris, how about you? Okay. I, I mean, I have two that it was really hard for me to decide between the two. Sure. Is it okay if I share them both? I'm going to break I mean, Alex gave bit. us like eight names, yeah. so, so please. So from the White Sox, for me, it's I'm an excited Dylan guy, Cease. man. <laughs> Plus, I'm the only coach fan here, you. so I had, I had to bring him up. Good for you. Jeez. No, uh, t- Dylan Cease <laughs> on the pit on the pitching side of things. I'm really yes. excited to see Dylan Cease this year. I think he had a great year last year. He really did. Yeah. And I think if 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 he takes another step forward, we might be witnessing some some greatness. So uh, fingers crossed. Um, and then this one's kind of a reach, but Gavin Sheets. Gavin Sheets excites me. Um, he's switching from first base to right field. Uh, I'm interested. And he, he played some right field last year as well. He, he was he, he was did. decent. Yeah. Yeah, but the Sox needed another fielder, uh, outfielder, and the dude, he hit some home runs. I mean, he limited at-bats, and he was he was hitting for some power. Like, it was exciting to see, and, and you weren't oh, sure. Crazy. I mean, they knew when they drafted him the guy could hit mm-hmm. for power, but he wasn't very consistent with it. But I feel like in his in the number of at-bats he had with the number of home runs he was hitting, it might be, might be some fun extra boost for that team this year. You're absolutely right, man. I would definitely say he's got one of the sweetest swings on that. Oh, team. I love it. Yeah, he's it's so smooth. He really like he looks like the quintessential baseball player when he's up at the bat. So he I'm does. I'm I'm looking forward to see what he can do. Obviously, he's platooning right field. Um, so we'll see how that works out, especially with Andrew Vaughn being out the first couple weeks and all that. We'll see how much playing time he gets if he can get in there with Adam Engel. Um, but yeah, no, that's a good one because if he sends up, pardon me, if he ends up um, playing well and hitting home runs. I mean, that's, that's just that piece that we needed. You know, we, we, I, I wanted Nick Castellanos, Chris, I know you were excited about him. Yep. It sucks that we couldn't get him, but Gavin sheets could be that guy. If it all works out, that's saying a lot. I know yeah, but it is. Possible. It is. I am very excited about a man who's already given us a lot to root for. And that is Eloy Jimenez. Speaking about one of the best swings in the majors, he's he's got the best swing. He's got the best smile in the majors. The dude is so much fun. Um, where my my friend Paige, where she has seats, is right out there in left field. So we're on the second row on the left field side, and, and we just we get a front row view to Eloy every game, and it is so much fun to watch that guy play. Um, I think he has a very good chance of winning the home run title this year, being a legit all-star. It just it's a beautiful thing. So I'm that that's the guy I'm most excited to see grow. Who, and of who course your your DH. Who's the Sox DH this year? Oh, we've got like a DH by committee. There's so many players who could DH. Yeah, I feel right like now. I feel like Eloy 
I mean, he's not a great outfielder. I feel like he needs no. to be your primary DH. He, that needs to be his And that's spot. where... But he doesn't. He wants to be in the field. He that's wants to problem. be in the field. Oh, I didn't know he wanted to be yeah. in the field. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He would be our full-time DH if, if, we let, if he let us. And I think back to like Frank Thomas. Frank Thomas always wanted to play first, but they wanted him just to DH. But he yeah. would actually play better. He would hit better when he was playing first base. Exactly. In there, the there's, same game. So there's a rhythm to it, you know. You you want to be out there, and I can definitely respect that. But yeah, yep. for the Sox, you know, Yasmani Grandal, Eloy, Gavin Sheets, you know, there there's there's going to be a lot of guys who will be uh, taking the DH mantle. And you know, if if all things work out, and the reason I keep saying if is because Cespedes, young young oh, dude, Uelqui, yes, now he he was not showing out as much as people thought as fast as they thought, but this spring he's done some stuff. He's going to start the season in the minors. He'll, he'll probably stay there for a while, but when September rolls around, I wouldn't be surprised if he's up there and he'll be another mm-hmm. platoon DH kind of guy. He actually, he might even play the field. He's, he's quick. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. He could, he could platoon in the outfield too. Who, who's your uh, second guy, Pete? Luis Robert was my second guy. I mean, okay. one of the one of the best players in the majors right now. That is a five tool player. He's got all the tools. He could do anything he wants on the field. Like his his exit velo is ridiculous. Velo's exit velocity when you hit the ball. The man is just one of the strongest hitters in the majors right now. So yeah. that it's just kind of a given that he is he's the superstar of the team. You know, Eloy is like kind of the the pippin to his Jordan. How far is his longest home run? They're both exciting. They really are. I've been excited for for Robert for a long time, and if he can stay healthy this year, he could put together an MVP season. I think. So, so are you guys content with not making a free a good a big free agent splash this year? Like just with the pieces, not necessarily. Have? Because I mean, you guys have a lot of potential, a lot of you know, a lot of players that can grow. Um, yeah, but they got to do something with the pitching staff. They need more. They they need more depth on that pitching staff. They need more star power on the pitching staff too. People that have calm under pressure, because they're gonna make the playoffs, or at least they better. <laughs> if <laughs> if they if they get there again, they need pitchers who can hold it together. Mm-hmm. They need a deep bullpen. Alex Luis Robert hit a four hundred and eighty seven foot home run. Wowzers! You kidding me? Wow! No. Wow. Nope. And uh and Jimenez hit a 466 foot home run. Not, not so just to give you an idea, those two they are ridiculous and it's gonna be so much fun watching them. Yeah, it's gonna be very hurtful watching Eloy from the uh north side, but yeah, he's still in well, Chicago. Right back so. at you. Uh, Nick Madrigal no. or, or Eloy eh, no, Chris, it's not the same. No, it's not it's the same, but because Eloy Eloy has our... Hall of Fame potential. Magical. Right. He's going to be a, a good, solid player for a long time, but I don't see Hall of Fame. No. As Jason no. Benetti says, thanks, Cubs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let's move on to the next one. Which player that is not on your favorite team are you most excited about this year? Chris, I'll start with you for this Ooh, one. Okay. You know, last year, I think for all of us, it was Otani, right? Oh, most definitely. It was Otani last no, year. No, you know what? Down. Last year, I I feel like he he came out of nowhere. Last year, I don't think people walked into the season saying that. Yes, sure. I'm, I'm looking forward to him. I th- I think I think when the season you really were. I mean, I think he, for those numbers to Alex's were, point, a lot of people were caught off guard. To Alex's yeah. point, I don't think as many people knew. But, right, but he he came into the majors as a two way player, and yeah. like he was projected to be a great player. So I mean, the most the, home the, runs he had hit before was like 22 home runs. 
I mean, this right, is he's still time. a young man. He's growing into his power. That's that's the whole point of this, though. But he had the skills to do it, is what I was saying. For me, last year, like once once we started talking about him, and it, it was really hitting me, like what he was doing. That was the most exciting portion outside of the White Sox for me last year to pay attention to. This year, I'm going to be paying attention to a guy named Jordan Alvarez out of Houston. He's got some power. He's not necessarily known for his fielding, but I'm interested to see if he if he's going to hit for a high average, if his OPS is going to be high this year. <clears throat> what's he going to hit for home runs? Because he could turn into one of those dudes that's hitting 50 home runs every single season. So that could be exciting and good for baseball. You know, so so that as much as I don't like the Astros. That's one that I'm going to be paying attention to. I was going to say, but he's he's post-cheating, so at least they're getting back to, you know. Well, exactly. well do we know that for sure? <laughs> I mean, he was in the minors when that happened, so. He was, Alex, he was what about you, man? From home. Actually, why don't we go to Peter next? Peter, you never get to go second. You go second. Screw Alex. Oh, really, bud? Thank you. Yeah. So this one, Alex, you'll, you'll actually respect this one. I am excited to watch Javi Baez this year. Javi. Javi Baez just signed with the Detroit Tigers. Always love watching him play on the on the north side. He's such an exciting player. Obviously, the last couple of years, his offensive skills have kind of plummeted off a cliff, which is why I'm excited to watch him because I'm not really worried about him too much. Um, but his defensive skills, the way he can tag players out on a on a on a throw out to second base, he, he just does it all. So I'm very excited to watch him play whenever the Tigers come into town. Yeah, Javi, Javi can excite you on both sides, uh, defensively and offensively, but then he can mm-hmm. he can make you want to run into a wall <laughs> both cases too. Like he's just so inconsistent and I love the guy. I really hope that he he, he keeps it together for a whole year, but he's he's just one of the most inconsistent players out there. But um but yeah, I, I think one of the reasons that I was kind of jumping on you, Chris, is because I was I am excited about seeing Otani and seeing if he can be consistent. And and produce those same numbers and actually improve on those numbers. I mean, even his batting average, you know, but was uh, at two fifty seven. Hopefully, he can raise a little bit higher. But uh, yeah, I want to. I just want to see if if it wasn't just a fluke year. I, I want to see if he's that consistent, that great of a player. That's that's what I want to see with Otani. You know, I'm excited to see that. I think he is. Yeah, I, yeah, I want to see it first. You guys know, obviously, I live in Minnesota, and yeah, as a Sox fan, I have a a large dislike for the Twins. So I'm going to have to sit and, and bathe in this whole Carlos Correa stuff uh, <laughs> for the entire season. Yeah, uh, yeah. How close so, were you guys to getting game? Were you guys even really on the table for it? Or? I don't think so. No, no, no not at all. No. Um, well, I but I just know I'm going to have to listen to it, and I'm not looking forward to it. So I hope he sucks. I really <laughs> do. I hope this is a whole like Jason Hayward type of situation where you pay a bunch of money and you think you got a gold mine and it ends up just being kind of just meh. But he was so young. <laughs> he can fix his swing at the plate. <laughs> He'll be fine. Don't He'll worry about let's, it. Let's pay him yeah. most money ever. <laughs> so I, you know what? That didn't work out for you. No, actually, we, I mean, we won a World Series. Still got a he, World he, Series. Yeah, okay. He, he actually was the one who did. I mean, that's why every Cubs fan is, is going to be fine with his contract for all eternity because he's the one who gave the speech when it was raining to elevate them to win that game. That's true. And it and it's probably going to be a movie, guys. So you can you can oh, mock sure. me all day long. It will <laughs> be a movie. <laughs> will it be a double feature with the it. Bartman story? <laughs> yes, please. That's, was it, was it? that's a documentary already, so you can watch that. Did he actually just pass 
like Jason Hayward's secret sauce around the the locker room, and then it <laughs> turns out it was just water. Face Jam. He loves that movie. Yeah, probably. Mm. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's move on to our next topic here. Which team do you feel will improve most this year over last? Uh, this time, actually, I'm going to go ahead and start it off. I haven't been first very often either, so I'm going to I'm going to take mine now. Get it. So the New York Mets, or as we like to call them, the Nye Mets, <laughs> only yes. won. They only won 77 games this last year with but crispy apple bottom. With yeah, that's right. Oh <laughs> man, you can't go wrong with crispy apple bottom. Um, I'm sorry, but they, 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 I can't. I can't even do this now. I can't. No, but their 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 improvements through free agency has been just staggering they have lost some good players but they've also picked up some amazing players as a matter of fact they picked up players who had a total war last year of 19.5 19.5 war that's wins above replacement that means that they are that puts them right into the you know 96 95 games one you know statistically but they've got one of the best starting lineups in the majors right now. You've got Jacob deGrom starting it off and then you've got Scherzer and Bassett following them up. That is ridiculous. You know, it's, it's tough because you always have these teams that feel like they win free agency, but they never really kind of put it together in the actual season. And so it could, does kind of feel like the Mets have that kind of written all over them. And the fact that they are the Mets kind of lets you know that they're going to lose too, because the Mets just don't win very much. But I think that with this new management, with the money they spent, with the players they got, I think they've got a real good chance of doing good things. That's a great call out, man. Yeah, very good. I mean, yeah, they made a whole bunch of good uh, free agent moves this year. So what about you, Chris? You know, that was a great call. And honestly, I I was torn between the Mets and the Twins. And, and I will say the Twins, in this case, I, I hate it because, again, I'm right here in Minnesota and it sucks. But they picked up Gary Sanchez, Carlos Correa, Sonny Gray, just to name a few. Like they made some moves this year because they were a middling to bad team last year. And that's you add those guys to what they already had. That's going to be a dangerous team for the White Sox to contend with in the in the AL Central uh, for the, you know, the, the Cleveland, whatever they're called now. Are they the, the baseball commanders? Uh, what they are, they are the Guardians. The Guardians. There we go. Okay. Put some respect on that name, Chris. Sorry. We got the Guardians and the Manders. Um, all right. So <laughs> the Guardimanders. Guardimanders. Uh, so anyway, I think the Twins are probably going to be much, much improved over last year. And, I, and I'm going to stick on this Los Angeles Angels uh, train here with Cheryl Otani. I think I think they're going to make some improvements uh, this year. I mean, the Oakland A's just kind of gave up. So they already have some easy games coming up. They won 77 games last year, similar to uh, um, the Mets. And I, I think they're, they're at least win another 10 or 13 games this year, it's, especially if they stay healthy. I mean, they got a great lineup oh, yeah. with, uh, with Trout, Otani um randon chris you won the over under man explode alex being able to name more than two players on any one baseball team you got the over congratulations (laughs) i'm glad you gave me that much credit chris that was (laughs) i appreciate that peter you suck (laughs) oh my gosh yeah you know i do what i do (laughs) but no that's a good call the angels are one of those teams that's never really been able to just put it together they've 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 had trout for like eight years now and they've just they've never had a good team around him so you're right this year they've got some great players and hopefully they can put it together and uh it's going to be a tough division for them you still have seattle to deal with but they'll be uh they'll be good 
How do you guys feel about the Rangers this year? Oh yeah. I mean, they picked their, their guys that picked up Marcus Simeon, right? Yeah. I, I don't think they're going to be anything spectacular this year, but I definitely think that they, they gained some ground for sure. That's what I, I mean. I was, I was thinking about them like, man, they're, if nothing else, an honorable mention here. Cause there, there's going to be some improvement. I feel like with that team, I know Marcus Simeon started with the white Sox, and you know, he got sent away. I would have loved actually to, to have seen him come back. Cause I remember young Marcus Simeon, I, he was on on local news and and they showed video of him sitting in the in a cubicle making phone calls trying to sell season tickets for the White Sox. Like the dude was bought in. He had fun with it. So I, I would have liked to have seen him paired up with Tim Anderson, you know? That really would have been fun. That would have been really fun. Yeah. But no, I mean the, the Rangers did a great job. They got Marcus Simeon, Corey Seeger, Mitch Garver, John Gray, just some really, some really solid additions for that lineup that needed it. That's for sure. Yep. All right, guys, on the other side of the coin, which team do you think is going to slide down this year? Who just kind of demolished their team? Dem Yankees. Really? <laughs> Dem Yankees. All right, yeah. let's hear it. Is this I more mean, look, wishful thinking, or do you actually think that they're no, going to? No, I think they're going to slide, man. I really do. I think they're going to slide. They got hot. Look, they were bad most of the season last year. They got hot at the end. Um, they had some inner turmoil. Some some locker room fighting. Rizzo gets into it with teammates in the locker room. Not, not necessarily Rizzo, but you know there are players upset that Rizzo's there, and it just caused this whole thing. But they still got hot at the end of the year. They still got to the playoffs. They still made some things happen. However, like the guys I just named, I mean, look, they lost Urshela and Sanchez to the Twins. Yeah. Um, they, they got John. Like, they got Donaldson back for him though. That's a it's a good bet. Yeah. Which is fine, but I don't know how much Donaldson's really going to do, okay? It feels a little bit like one of those White Sox pickups that they had, you know, with Dunn. And, you know, it's just meh. You know, it ends up not right. being so great. I just don't know how that's going to turn out at his age anyway. I just don't see the Yankees in a great spot this year. I think that they falter a little bit, and I think that they're, you know, middle of the division. Yeah, I think you're nuts. Well, and it is a great division. I'm, Alex, to his point, it's an amazing division that they're playing in. No, but my team is the uh, the Oakland A's, um, and I'll and I'll name another three three four year Pete, you jerk. <laughs> they traded away Chris Bassett, Matt. Olson, now you're just reading things, and Matt Chapman. Hey, I can read. That's that's uh that's a plus, right? Anywho, but yeah, no, they traded away you know three fantastic players. They they're just giving it up. They're throwing in the towel. So they're they're going to drop. I think they won 86 games last year. Uh, I'd be I'd be shocked if they win more than 70. And to be fair, this is what the A's do, right? Even though they've got an owner who's a billionaire, they never keep payroll on their roster. Like anytime a player gets good, they just trade them away and get more prospects. So the A's, even though they, I mean, come on, they lost medals to Matt Chapman, like you're saying, Chris Bassett, Starling Marte, so many good players, but they're, they're always in contention for some weird reason. Who I think is going to slide the most, I'm going with the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, the Cincinnati Reds won 83 games last year, and all they did was lose Nick Castellanos, Sonny Gray, Jesse Winker, and Eugenio Suarez. They made no additions. It's just a complete move in the wrong direction. Everything that the players were saying about ownership during this lockout, about how they were cheap, they didn't want to spend money, the Reds are just embodying that just by having one of the lowest payrolls in baseball this year. I think they're at like $35 million, which is absolutely ridiculous. So, um, so yeah, the, the Reds definitely did everything they could to just blow up their team. All right, guys, now moving on to our next topic. In the, in the most recent collective bargaining agreement that was just signed, baseball expanded their playoffs. There will now be 12 playoff teams that includes three wildcard teams. 
which means that there is a possibility for one division to get four teams into the playoffs. My question is, which division will have the most playoff teams, and do you think it could be four? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this one first. I'll, I'm going to take the easy one. You guys can dive into uh, another division. But, the, I mean, the AL East, that's, that's the easiest one. I, I think Chris is, again, nuts for, for thinking the Yankees are going to allow themselves to be that bad. But, I mean, Blue Jays, Yankees, Rays, Red Sox, they're all good. They were all fantastic last year. Uh, I can easily see all four getting to the playoffs. Alex, you're absolutely right. I, 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 there really is no other answer for this. The AL East has, you know, Tampa Bay at the top. You've got Boston. You've got Toronto. And, you know, Chris's sliding team, the Yankees, they are still going to be a great team, still going to do what they do. I, I, I can't see them not making the playoffs. So there's some great other teams. But as far as the actual division is concerned, I, I agree with you. I'm actually going to go with the AL East as well. How about you, Chris? I agree, but I do have to say that there's got to be an honorable mention for the NL West and NL East. You know, obviously we got the Braves in the NL East, right? Um, mm-hmm. You get the Mets, who we just talked about a little bit ago. Um, the Phillies, the Nationals, the Marlins, I mean, that division could compete a bit. Um, and then in the West, obviously, there's a lot of people talking about what the Dodgers are going to probably do this year. Uh, the Giants... They gained Chris Bryant at the trade deadline last year, lost him. He's not there anymore, obviously, but the Padres are also in that division. And what are the Padres? like? So there's, I think that the incorporation of the DH could change what our projections look like for the National League slightly. And so we might have to get into the season to really get an idea. What is that? How does that impact everybody? And what does that change? Because that team that has that X factor, that extra guy that, you know, he's not so good at fielding or whatever. Maybe he was he was platooning before and he gets hot because he loves hitting and he gets in a rhythm. Something like that's going to happen. You're going to have a surprise team out there. We always do. Um, the East, they've got Atlanta, Philly, New York, three teams right there. You, you know that they're they're going to be vying for it. Philly is probably the weakest of those three, but they made some great strides in the offseason. Right. Um, and in the West, like you were saying, the Giants, no matter how, I don't know how they do it, but they are there every year. Like, it feels like for the they last do. 10 years, the Giants have been, like, important to the majors. All right. Well, speaking of the DH and the NL, Chris, that actually leads us to our final category here is which National League team will get the most out of this new DH rule? Chris, I want to start with you again here, man. Who's going to be the... Dude, I think it's going to be the Padres. I really do. I think, you know, they've been sitting there with Will Myers, who they attained back in 2015. They really haven't known how to fit him in in a super consistent way. I think this is it. So we'll see. And he played well in, in 2016 and 17. I mean, he had 28 and 30 home runs those seasons. So, yeah, if he can slide to that DH role and, and uh, really get a groove there, I think he would be really solid. I don't think he's going to be like uh, David Ortiz solid, but he'll be a very solid player. No, but, but again, maybe that's that impact. Maybe that's that difference. Exactly. No, you're absolutely right. That was that was somebody I wasn't thinking of. Alex, do you do you, so you agree with Chris? You think it's the Padres? Um, Padres. Um, I was thinking the Giants as well. I mean, they got some some older players there that uh, they can you know take off the defensive side of the field and just put his DH. You know, uh, Longoria. He's 36 now. You know, playing third base. I don't know how long he played that. And uh, Crawford is 35, playing shortstop. So. Um, I think one of those two guys will probably have to slide into the DH role and they can bring somebody else in. That's a very good call. Very good call. I, I went with the Phillies for my team. Um, honestly, their outfield is a bunch of 
guys who can hit really well but cannot defend very well. So between Nick Castellanos, Kyle Schwarber, and Bryce Harper, one of those guys is going to be true. spinning. That's too many DHs every game. It's too many. <laughs> but that's the point, man. That's like, the thing. All that's them, the thing, all dude. Of them. And they're yep. open on the Cubs. And that's but... what's going to allow that team to succeed. Yeah. Offensively, that's going to be fun to watch this year for them. But defensively, it Chris, it's going to cost that's them things, like a you lot said. of games. A lot of games. Uh, and they've got an awful they've got a bad defensive infield too. So they're just going to be like, <laughs> I, I was reading an article about it. They're going to be like, so uh, this, this past season, the Philadelphia Eagles had games of 13 to seven and 17 to Phillies? 11. Will the Phillies be able to match that this year? Oh, oh, oh God. <laughs> all right. And, and for our final thing, I, I didn't bring this up in our, in our pre-show outline here, but I, I just want to get your guys' ideas. Who do you have in the world series this year? Oh gosh. You would ask that naturally. Ah. <laughs> uh, you did this to me last season before the playoffs. You go first, Alex. No, you know, I'm going to go first just because, I, you know, I know you guys have to say it, but I'm going to say it. Um, I think it's going to be the Dodgers in the NL and the Sox in the AL. What? Hold up. The Sox, red or white? Oh, I'm sorry. I'll specify white Sox. I think the white Sox. Are there wow. All right. <laughs> Dang. Boy, Alex, I really hope you're right. This would be amazing because it's going to take some moves at the deadline yep the dodgers obviously they're they're almost a shoe in which is dangerous for a baseball team yeah. but the dodgers are so team. talented right now it's tough to say no to them who do you got chris preseason wise you can't you can't go against the dodgers you just can't on paper what they've got going on there makes sense so i agree with you there alex and because my heart is taking over my brain i'm gonna say the white Sox. also i agree White Sox Dodgers World Series. But in order for the White Sox to win that, they like I said earlier, they have got to get some pitching. Peter, you, no, no, they definitely what, need to get at least one more starting pitcher in order to do it. Go yeah, ahead, Alex. Let, let me ask you, Peter. Is your opinion different than what we're uh, saying? If not, then I have, a, the, I have a follow-up question. Not for the American League. For the okay, National for the League, I do, believe, I do believe for the National League that the, the Padres – actually have a very, very good chance, especially with the way they disappointed last year. I think they're going to be, they're going to be itching to get, get back into the, the playoffs and get up there. So I think it'll be a Padres White Sox world series. Isn't, isn't their, uh, their best player out for their, you know, the first two to three months of the season. Yeah. It just means they'll be fresh for the else. playoffs. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, hopefully, hopefully they do, but okay. For my follow-up question with, for, for the, uh, the White Sox is, who do you feel is their, their biggest competition in the AL? They have a lot of com- – I mean, you've got Tampa Bay. You've got Toronto. I think Toronto is definitely think, the yeah. the heir apparent. They're, they're the ones that will be the, the most difficult. Houston is always going to be there. Even though they lost Carlos Correa, they still have some great players. Um, and Seattle, you know, Seattle's one of those teams that I, I don't really know too much about, but they had an amazing year last year, and their pitching is otherworldly. And, you know, if you've got pitching, you've got a good team. Yeah, I'm not trying to ride your coattails, but it's it's oh, plenty of room. Come get it's on. It's Toronto here. for sure. I can't. Yeah. To me, that that team is just scary. They really are. They are a tough matchup, and they just got better last year or this yep. offseason. They sure did. Great All question, right, so, Alex. Well, how dare you make us think of a team besides you. the White Sox is good? How dare you, sir? <laughs> 
All right. And that'll do it for our major league baseball preview for this season, guys. I know we're going to be talking plenty more baseball as the, uh, as the season progresses this year. And I'll let you know about the games that I've been going to and all that sort of fun stuff. First games, April 16th, by the way, when we come back, it's time for Alex's trivia question of the week and Matt gets answers. All right, and we are back, and it is time for Alex's Trivia Question of the Week. Alex, what do you have for us this week, sir? Well, you know, um, Coach K is going to be retiring soon. What do, you, what do you guys, you guys want him to get to the championship game? What do you think the answer is? Well, here, here's me. the thing. I, I don't think any of us are huge college fans. I mean, we, we haven't really Not paid anymore. attention <laughs> to March no. Madness at all. But um, oh, So you were, you were hardcore before? You would say you were, hard, I was you were hardcore. Through, all the way through high school and, and just into actually into college too. I don't know if Peter remembers, but when we were living together and, and UNC played against Illinois in the championship, I remember I, I back then we didn't use the term trolling, but I definitely was yeah, trolling some people. Like I was, I was all about it. <laughs> oh man. That was that D Williams or that, uh, that yeah, that D that Deron Williams. Williams team. Yes. Yes. Illinois oh, so was good. very good that year. They got robbed by UNC, but I made sure everybody knew it. <laughs> so no, but, I but think like, after that point, I kind of stopped following it. Yeah. But like, like you, Chris, like I, I didn't, I wasn't devoted. I was not exactly like you because I wasn't devoted, but I did follow uh, UNC more than any other college, but this time around, I am rooting for Duke. I do hope that uh, you know Coach K uh, brings them to the championship game and, and they win. What about you, Pete? I want Coach K to lose in the Final Four, so yeah. he always has that loss just hanging over his shoulder. Well, I got I got a better better thing for you, uh, Peter. But sorry, oh, let's hear it. Please tell me. He's had a great career, so let let's talk a little bit about Coach K's career. All right, let's do a little over under uh, for the first question. He's won one thousand one hundred ninety six total games. How close is the second best coach as far as wins? And the over under is an even hundred. So it's over next hundred. He's he's over a hundred further away than the next best coach. And then Pete, what's your guess? Man, he's like he's just so prolific. I don't Yeah, I'm gonna say about 150. 150. All right. Both great guesses. Uh so Jim Boham is second. And he's Bayheim. Bayheim, sorry. You're a Boham. <laughs> Syracuse, who cares? Anyway, uh, he's less than 100 games away. So he's 77. He's a little bit older. I don't th- I'm not sure if he's going to coach that much longer. But um, but yeah, he's less than 100 games away. All right. Didn't Boeheim retire? No, I think he's still coaching. I thought Jim Boeheim retired. Dang, okay. And Chris, you're you're a big uh, World Williams fan. How many, or, you know, UNC fan, so World Williams. Uh, how, many, how many wins does he have? He's third. I don't know, man. Off the top of my head. Yeah. I don't know how many wins he's got, but he's, he's not within, I don't believe he's within even 200 wins of Krzyzewski. He's not, he's not. Yeah. He only has a 903, which still, I mean, I said only, but yeah, it's still a whole bunch of wins. It's still a lot. Yeah. Crap. But he's retired and he's not going to be retired. So that's, he's done. I mean, he had health concerns. Uh, last season, I mean, he and the season before, he he fainted on the sidelines. There's there's some stuff going on there. So, if the dude could still coach, I'm sure he would, and he probably would have passed Shashevsky because he would have stayed at North Carolina, and naturally they would have passed Duke, and you know beat Duke and been better than Duke in every way. Um, therefore, he would have, of course, been the best of all time. But 
yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah, and Dean Smith isn't too far away either with uh, 879. So, and the last question here, how many has Coach K won already? How many NCAA championships has he won? So, the over-under is 8.5? Under. I'm going to go over. It is under. He's only, he's won five. But that's more than anyone else. I mean, Moore Williams has, has won three. Knight, three. Dean Smith, two. Uh, yeah, so it's, you know. It's it's still a, a fantastic number, and hopefully he can bring it up to six. But yeah, that's the questions for you guys, and the questions for our fans is this: If Coach K retires with an NCAA championship, who will he join as the only college basketball coaches to retire after winning NCAA championship? And the clue, uh, there's one clue. There's there's two, so you guys can guess okay, next so week. Name one of the two. And be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Hard Cap Cast. Once again, that's the Hard Cap Cast on Twitter or Instagram to see and answer that question. All right, Alex. Once again, thank you for your questions, good sir. There was only one this time, but we'll we'll give you a pass. It is now time to get deep and to get serious, but also extremely silly, with our guest Matthew Getz and Matt Getz answers. Chris, take it away. When he's got questions, we've got answers. Whatever Matt wants, Matt gets answers. I'm with the old school one on that one. I like it. Love it. It's like it's an oldie but a goodie. You know, it's perfect. It's like hearing Aretha Franklin all over again. I love it. Thank you. Yeah, that's what I was going for. Mm -hmm. I felt it. Woman who. Okay, yeah. Go ahead. All right, cut it. Cut it. (laughs) We're not going to do that. Wonderful intro, everyone. All right, here we go. First question. So there have been some interesting people from the sports world who have ventured out into politics. I mean, we have Arnold Schwarzenegger. Ah, Governor. We've got your buddy up in Minnesota, Chris. Jesse, the body Ventura. The very same. I mean, debatable how related he is to sports. He's more of an athlete. Just in general. Fake sports. He's He's a wrestler. Sports. It's tough to do. It's tough to do. It's fake. It's It's athletic. Yeah. Yeah. Not not so much of a competition of who's going to win. It's like figure skating with less spandex. Yeah. Exactly. So... Spandex thing is debatable. It's, it's it takes pretty a similar lot of amount of spandex. <laughs> it's going on there. So the guys are much bigger, so that does make sense. Thank you, Alex. It's choreographed, but it takes a lot of talent to do. Props Indeed. to those guys. Mad respect. Yes. Quite respectful to those guys. <laughs> so my question to you is, who do you think is the next big sports star to have a successful career in politics? Kyrie Irving. That's probably an appropriate answer at this juncture. Kyrie Irving has the attention of a large chunk of this audience, and he feels the same way that a big chunk of America does right now. If Kyrie Irving decided to go into politics on just however he believes right now, I think that he would have a legit chance at making it. Even though I mean, he, he might just be a little earth is flat. He'd be a little yeah. Kanye-ish. It'd be like Kanye West running for president. No, but I think that I, I think that Kyrie's. Kyrie, he puts it together a lot better than Kanye does. I think he can I actually see it speak as a feasible option, but I just don't. He's crazy. 
He might be good crazy. I'm just not sure. Um, We're talking politics here, Chris. Crazy cells. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. That's a good point. What do you think, Alex? I'm thinking uh, two people. Uh, one of them, uh, Chris Paul. Um, he's a smart guy. I think he's been the president of the Players Union for some time. So he's a really smart dude. I think he could, if he ran for politics, he'd, he'd do well. Uh, and the other one is just because he's so beloved. And I, just not many people hate him. And he's just a... a Good, smart guy, but Peyton Manning, he'd be another guy who could mm. run, poly, you know, go into politics. I don't know how well he would do, but he would get the votes. That's a great answer. Very much so. So, and it doesn't have to be somebody currently actively no. playing, right? So my answer, my, my answer here is Magic Johnson. I think Magic Johnson would be a phenomenal candidate to run for anything, including president. Uh, Magic for president. Uh, you heard it here first. Um, that big smile, the honesty. Yep. That's a sell. Uh, it's honestly like, and I'm not just saying that because of winning time. I'm saying it because he's just, he's, he's such, I mean, look at, he excused himself from the situation with the Lakers because he knew it just wasn't going to be right. He's not afraid to tell you the truth. And uh, sometimes it's a tough message he's got to deliver, but he's not afraid to do it. So I think that's the kind of guy we need. Go magic. That's a solid choice, man. Very solid. Matt, what do you think? For my, my most, sports player with a chance of actually winning. I'm going with Derek Jeter. Hmm. He's quite a following. He's well-spoken. He's respected. And if you have him in the right area of the world, I think you have a bunch of diehard loyal fans who would vote for him regardless of whatever his politics may be. That's true. He doesn't have that wholesome reputation that you would want to sell with a politician, but... You don't, need that in New York. These days. Yeah, you don't need that in New York. Though. You don't need that in New York. He gave all his ladies a little gift bag the, the morning after. I mean, he was he was respectful, <laughs> oh, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then for my my vote for just entertainment, Charles Barkley. Oh, I would vote for Charles Barkley in a I, would, yeah. I I think we need to see Charles Barkley on the Senate floor. Just telling the hey, you. That's terrible. Listen, Kenny, is Kenny in the Senate? Kenny, where are you, Kenny? Kenny's not here, but if Kenny was here, I'd tell Kenny that your idea is really dumb, you're stupid, and you should shut your stupid mouth. That's how Charles would I mean, just it'd be perfect. I love it. Yeah, I, I want to see him debate <laughs> the different topics and campaign. Oh, that'd be priceless. I'd tune in to C-SPAN. That's a great choice. I would definitely be there for it. Inside the Congress with Charles Barkley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> we got to make this happen, right? He's know, got Shaq and Kenny at a table. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you about oh, all Lord. the stupid morons that talk today. It would be amazing. It would be truly amazing. Can you imagine if LeBron James was the president? Who would be in his cabinet? It would be like Dwayne Wade, and it'd be all his friends, be and Paul like Pierce, everything Dwayne would just Wade. go in the tank. And be, yeah, I was going to say, and they'd be like 30% worse than they actually could be just because he's like, oh, yeah, all you guys come over here, even though y'all do the same thing. Yeah, right. Makers <laughs> suck. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of been a lot of talk over the years about, you know, some of the best players in the world and things they were born with, innate abilities. And then there's also the undeniable hard work that goes along with it. So my question to you is, what do you think are the skills in sports that you really can't teach?
instincts. I mean, honestly, there's they, Magic Johnson again. People said, you know, he's got he must have eyes in the back of his head, right? Same thing with people like John Stockton, some of those guys that played basketball that just had this instinct. They they could feel quarterbacks in the NFL. They can feel when somebody's behind them, even though they didn't see them, they didn't hear them, but they can feel it. I, I'm with Chris there. Chris, I believe what you're talking about is court vision and field vision. Yeah. And that that 100%, you're absolutely right. That is something that somebody just has. And like Chris said, that is specific with like, that's why point guards become point guards is because they have the ability to see the court in a way that other players don't. They know like where players are going to be in a way that they can get them the ball and make sure that that's, that's what the best point guards do. They, they put the ball where it should be, not where the players at. So I'm, I'm right there with you, man. Yeah. No, I, I would try to agree with these guys. Um, I mean, uh, as far as like, you know, height, obviously you can't teach that, um, you know, having larger hands than uh, other players, you can't teach that as well. But um, yeah, it's something that's unique and it's just kind of, um, can't teach it it's just you have it or you don't um it's that also you know court vision and also at the end the the killer instinct um just be able to finish off a game uh oh that's a great one alex yeah yeah Yeah, Uh, at the end of the game that that clutch factor yeah i mean nobody was able to replicate jordan's intensity his will to win even because i i think kobe was one of those players who had it and he tried to increase it by like doing what jordan did so he might have been the closest one to somebody who could actually like learn it a little more, but nobody is ever going to get up to Jordan's level of just, yeah, that that kind yeah. of intensity when it comes to winning. You're absolutely right. That's a great one. Yeah, my, my the word I was going to use is desire. Like you can't teach desire, but I think killer instinct is pretty like much saying the same thing. It's yeah. you can't teach that that mental state that they get into when they're. When they want to win, when they want to take over, the unique thing, their unique thing. I mean, us four have it, but oh, not course. clearly. Many others yeah. do. We're just not tall do. enough. We know, you know, aren't fast enough, or eat well, or <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> All those things, <laughs> or have the killer instinct. Oh wait, no, no, never mind. Uh, question number three: True or false? It's got to be the shoes. Oh, Ooh. true. Completely true. I mean, listen, when you first pull on <laughs> a fresh pair of sneakers, you just feel so great. And it makes you play. I've seen Chris. I've seen Chris put on some sneakers on and just show up. Like, he's just balling like he's That's Alan true. Iverson, That's crushing true. everybody. And then the next day, <laughs> after they're all wrinkled and used, he's like... <laughs> Back to normal. I was like, who is this guy? <laughs> I know. Like, where's Alan? It's Iverson? so weird. <laughs> yeah. If it's but the it, shoes. there's some truth to that though. Like, because if you if you know what they say, if you look good, you feel good, right? And then in basketball, if we're gonna talk about basketball, if I if I had some fresh kicks and I looked good and I felt good, I played good and I had that intense like adrenaline that was pumping through me. So I'd play good for like a day, and then that was it. And then I'm right back, like Alex said, right back to normal. So in in real life for Jordan, no, it's probably probably wasn't the shoes. No, but he, he did wear a fresh pair of shoes every single game. Jordan? Jordan. Mm-hmm. Every single game. Yep. That's why he played nice. like Allen Iverson. <laughs> I'm going to disagree with both of you there. 
because I wore the same pair of powder blue Carmelo Anthony Nikes for about Let me just a good... stop you there. I think that's why <laughs> <laughs> you weren't that good. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. You speak for yourself. You watched me play out there. Chris, you watched me as well. Those, the reason why I've got this shirt right here, this, uh, this shirt is because of that three-on-three tournament. I was wearing those mellows. Alex, when we were playing over on 42nd Street in Chicago with your buddies, I was wearing those mellows. And that's a good, like, 12 years apart difference right there. Now, at the end, the mellows were falling apart. That's part of the reason why I retired. I'm not getting any new shoes. It's just not happening. But no, for me, it's not the shoes. It's the effort. It's what you do in those shoes. Your whole story was about shoes. Wearing comfortable <laughs> shoes, playing well with the shoes. I don't understand <laughs> where this veered off. What I meant was the shoes really don't matter because they were all old and ratty. They had no stick to them left. Like it was just me going out there. That's what I'm talking about. I could have been out there in socks and would have played much worse because obviously shoes help a little bit, but. You know, I'm just going to so, stop talking now. So for most people, it's the shoes. For Peter, it's not. Unless it is. <laughs> Unless it is. Yeah. All right, Matt, what you got? I, I think it is because when I put on my Jordans for the first time, I was dunking from half court like you wouldn't Shut believe. Up. Oh, man. Yeah, you were dunking all those donuts. It was a beautiful I thing. Mean, it was it was a, a six foot rim. But yeah, you were dunking. Still from half court on a six foot rim. That's pretty good. <laughs> Wait, was it like one of those situations where like you drew a line between two Fisher Price basketball hoops and that was half court and you were dunking from both on both sides? He was just standing at half court dunking a donut into coffee. That's what he does. I will say this for Matt. I think it's it's all about the hoop because Matt, when we played at your hoop, you were great. Like you should have been on the basketball team. (laughs) You were like faking Chris Johnson. He was Flying all over the place, <laughs> couldn't touch you. And then you go to like you know a regular court at high school, and you just like you know, <laughs> oh, it's Megas. All right, so. that's true. Like on my driveway, I could almost always score with like just knew how to like get the spin on it, sort of like an underhand like little spin from any side of the backboard. I could get it to go in from there. And then you're right when you go on like a normal court, it's like, what is this Joker doing? <laughs> <laughs> Matt, why are you spinning the ball over the backboard? What are you doing, Matt? Oh, dude, he had he had some great. You had to with with uh, so Chris Johnson, uh, who I'm referring to is is uh, one one of the good basketball players uh, of our generation. I would say, right, guys, I mean, definitely in our oh, grade for sure. Yeah, <laughs> definitely in our grade. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, he he could easily block anybody. He just had he could fly. He could he had these uh, phenomenal ups. So Matt and I both we had to think of very creative ways. <laughs> To get the ball <laughs> to the rim, I would I would use a pump fake. Matt would use the the crazy spins off the the backboard, and and Chris is the one who made it to the actual basketball team. We did not. Yeah, <laughs> I was Good sick that day. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, you weren't. I was there, and you got I was sick, sick, Chris, because I was you... sick. <laughs> okay. <And a> cough. <laughs> right. We'll just let that one slide. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, are you ready for the question out of left field? I'm ready. Hey, Matt, what's the question out of left field? Glad you asked. The question out of left field is that part of the show where the only part of this question that has to do with sports is that fun little intro there. Joro Spiders. Are you guys familiar with these? No. 
giant hand-sized spiders. No thanks. They live over in Asia, and they are predicted to be on the East Coast by late spring, early summer. No thanks. They live up in trees. They make webs low. You can walk into them because their webs are going to be low enough. They're going to they're be falling from trees, at least from the article. They said they may fall on you. So my question to you is, what are the bugs and insects you like the least? That one? <laughs> yeah, that, one that one's pretty scary right there that you just described. That's awful, Matt. You just yeah. gave me nightmares permanently for the rest of the You're not on the, the East Coast. You're fine. I was no. say, Alex, Alex is the one that's got to worry right now. Are they going to crawl over here, though? Ride it on a truck? And they'll show up here. <laughs> They're not Virginia. a big fan of Midwest sensibilities. They prefer the East Coasters. <laughs> Virginia is is really known for spiders. Actually, uh, Richmond University, I think their mascot, mascot is, is the, the spider. spider. Yeah. So, anywho, you know, I'm not really afraid of most insects. I'm actually the insect killer. In fact, uh, I think we have evidence of that in our first episode. Oh, yes. <laughs> so I don't know. I can't. I can't really think of one. And I'm, I'm obviously, if I saw one that was the size of my hand. I'd freak out just a little bit, <laughs> but you know, uh, it's it, at some point I'd probably just go and step on it. But yeah, it would freak me out if I saw it. Everybody knows I hate mosquitoes because I mean, hey, Peter and I did that job during the summer in college where we just drove trucks and killed mosquitoes. Shout out to Clark Mosquito Control. That brought a lot of joy to me. But the thing I hate the most is wasps. Those smart wasps that like they perch themselves next to your door that you want to go in because they've made a nest above it or near it right and they watch you and as you walk one direction they turn their body and look at you and then you walk the other way and they turn their body and they watch you and it's like i can't go over there it's watching me (laughs) it felt it feels like that scene at the beginning of ghostbusters where they're in the library and they go it's it's looking at me ray Ray, it's looking at me. That's how I feel when I'm near these stupid smart wasps so they can go straight to hell. Sometimes it feels like some wasp is watching me. Oh, yeah. And Mm. I've got no privacy. Matt, you know that I'm not a big fan of bugs in general. We've told that story already. (laughs) But the bug that freaks me out above most all else is the centipede. I cannot stand a centipede. That many legs walking around. The fact that like those spiders, they just fall from the sky and like land on your shoulders and stuff like that or on your head. And the fact that they can be very poisonous too. I hate, 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 hate a centipede. I didn't know those were poisonous. Some are. They can be. Just like spiders. They, they Some are venomous, some are not. My wife got bit by one that was about this big. And it had a, it made a humongous welt on her leg, yeah, and it they hurt. Don't like mess she, around. She, she, it hurt for her to walk. Yeah. Mm. Like I, and I'll take a spider, Chris. You remember I got bit by a brown recluse once. Yeah. In uh, in college, and it got me right on the shoulder, and I was like, there was pus coming out of my arm for days after that. It was, yeah, I probably shouldn't be telling this story, but it was pretty gross. Yeah. Um, but I'll still take a spider any day over a, uh, over a centipede. No, thank you. What about you? <laughs> well, I'm I'm right there with you on on the mosquitoes, Chris. I, I am a magnet for those, mm-hmm. but I I guess I'm not afraid of them. I'm more just annoyed when, because if I go outside in the summer and 
I just know I'll have a ton of bug bites that'll be scratching for the next week. But the ones that really freak me out are ticks. Mm. Ooh, just the amount of diseases and you can't really track them. Like it's just, it's a surprise after it happens. Yeah. So that's a doozy right there. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the bugs that you will find in some very awkward places because they like to go where it's <laughs> damp and warm. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Gotta watch out for those when you're camping, Pete. That's right. For real. And I do. I, I carry, I, I, yeah. No, that, that is one of the things you have to it's legitimately be adamant about. Nobody needs Lyme disease. That is no joke. All right. And on that positive <laughs> <tough> <laughs> note, we're going to go ahead and end our show for today. If you guys want to follow us on Twitter or Instagram, be sure to follow us at the hard cap cast. Once again, that's at the hard cap cast. So on behalf of our special guest, Matt gets and my two awful regular co-hosts, Chris <laughs> and Alex, my name is Peter and you've been listening to the hard cap.